Welcome to Consume for Good. I'm Billy. And I'm Emily. And we're just an everyday couple working our way through a plant-based keto lifestyle. Join us as we talk about common topics and things that we've found that have helped us in this transition in this journey. Uh, we do say if you are planning on going down this route to seek advice from an expert before making these types of changes, but we hope if you do end up going down this path that this podcast helps you out. So this week on our frequent topics, what we've kind of moved to starting with is the idea that plant-based keto or vegan keto is impossible. I don't know about you, mm -hmm. but I see a lot of posts on Instagram as you're scrolling through about how it's just impossible. It's not able to do at all. Yeah, I, I think that there's a kind of a sentiment of keto being very popular and plant-based and vegan becoming more popular, there's kind of a, a convergence of the two. And the problem that we ran into, and I, I know we're gonna discuss a, a little bit, is transitioning from a keto version of meat eating to vegan is, I think there's a few more adjustments that are needed than just, I'm replacing meat products with non-meat products. For sure, and I think that's sort of why people say it, right? Mm -hmm. Is that a lot of people on Instagram, and a lot of the people I'm seeing say that a plant-based keto is impossible, are doing a regular keto. Mm -hmm. So I fully agree. I think the regular keto is simple. You have meat and you have a leafy green with it, right? Yeah. It's a really easy formula. Add some oil or butter on top and you can pretty much not count macros and just move forward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do agree. But like you said, plant-based has a little more nuance to it and the protein to it, you have to be more careful with. Yeah, definitely. In regular keto, it's very easy to get close to if zero net carbs, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously when you're switching to plant-based products, there's gonna be inherently more carbs to it. So really the, the big adjustment is, is it's not necessarily adjusting how, what you're actually eating, but I think for us it was really moving that mindset from nearly zero carbs mm -hmm. to now we have a certain amount. And we have found that for us, being within that 30 to 35 net carbs a day, mm -hmm. we're still seeing good results on the scales. Mm -hmm. We're still eating enough food, right? Because we've always talked about our biggest concern is, is making sure that we're not losing weight because we're starving ourselves, but yeah. we're actually in ketosis and, and it's working for us. Also, the other side of it is is once you adjust that mindset, it seems like it, it just kind of slowly came, it came together pretty easy for us. It is, and it does take a mindset change. I fully agree with that. You know, like meat substitutes, because you're not eating real meat, obviously on plant-based, they generally are carby. A lot of them will have wheat in them, which if you're on keto is kind of a, is something to avoid, right? And so avoiding those sort of things, avoiding, I mean, how many times have we looked at like a plant-based burger on a menu and it's like bean, black bean burger, mm -hmm. which is so tasty. Fully re recommend trying it if you haven't, but it's carby, right? It's carby. Um, and even things like snacks, mm -hmm. I feel like that's carby. Quest bars are like staple of regular keto snacks. They're low carb, they have a pretty good taste, but they have milk protein in it, whey protein. So obviously not for a plant-based. Um, and there's less options for protein bars when you're on a plant-based diet. But even things like, I mean, a big snack, and we used to joke about it in our house about like cheese, right? There's so many high quality, really good cheeses that are low carb or mm -hmm. zero carb yeah. even. So you're getting a bit of protein um, with that snack. You're definitely getting fat, like you said, zero carbs. There's just not that many things on a plant-based diet that are so low carb, that are so satisfying that you feel like I'm good. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about it. Um, so it definitely is a mindset change. I would say that what's interesting though is, is you definitely see 
the substitutes that are coming onto the market understand that keto is definitely a, a thing that people are wanting to do. There's, you know, a lot of, you know, it's kind of the buzzword right now. So I think that some of the meat substitutes, a good example, as we talked about it last week, is Beyond Meat, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have to add in that extra fat into their burger patties, but I think that they do not necessarily to give it kind of that more of a meat texture, but it, it's beneficial to another segment of, of the market that, that they might be going after. Now, I'm not on their marketing team. I'm not, <laughs> this is just all speculation on my part, but I think that we're going to start seeing a little bit more things coming as you know plant-based vegan becomes more popular i fully agree and i think that's what we're seeing a lot of um with some of the products that we highlight and even one that we'll talk about later on in this episode where maybe not intentionally made for plant-based or vegan keto but they may be sold that their particular style could also fit into so i do agree that keto and plant-based diets are big enough that people are introducing products to the market and if they could also fit into that box Mm. of keto and also fit into plant-based why not right it's more people to advertise to more people to buy so even some of those treats that we've talked about before like smart sweets they are low carb they are plant-based and so i don't know that they necessarily introduced as vegan keto or plant-based keto i think with sweets there's always an you know parents are very aware of the amount of sugar so Mm -hmm. they might have just introduced as like Here's a replacement for something you love, but less sugar. Oh, also, if we just pivot our formula just a bit, we can also fit into the plant-based and keto. So I think there's they're both big enough sections of the market that a lot of companies are happy to make small adjustments to fit into as many boxes as possible, right? And that's the biggest market share. Of course, they would want to do that. But it's nice for people like us mm-hmm. who are doing a plant-based keto because there's just more and more products, I feel like, slowly coming out. You have to be really aware and look for them. But there's definitely a lot more to choose from um, than there was maybe even just five years ago, definitely like 10, 15 years ago. So I guess the big question is, is it impossible to maintain a vegan keto lifestyle? And I would say for me and and for how we've been going about it, no. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that there is some of the common things that, you know, maybe that you you probably come across is it's boring, right? There's only so many ways you can cook tofu well this is this is very correct and we have experimented we found all 100 ways to cook tofu but i think it's really that understanding how tofu has very bland flavor but i would equate it to the same as like chicken doesn't really have a definitive flavor unless you're breading it and frying it or adding the season so adjusting the idea of like tofu is boring but it's such a blank canvas that you can Mm -hmm. then marinate it and you can add things so you can find a lot of really good low carb marinades or zero carb marinades mm-hmm. uh, slash spice mixes that really kind of liven it up. And then it's really all of a sudden you're really just figuring out what you want to do with the veg that you're going alongside your yeah. tofu. Which definitely is the easiest piece, right? Because you still have vegetables and regular keto. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, the easiest transition. If you can just get that meat substitute, which for us a lot of the time is tofu, Tofu also, we know exactly what's in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think some people are wary of meat substitutes because it's, you know, more things and maybe things on the ingredients list where they're unfamiliar with, which is, you know, totally fine um, and something to be wary of. But tofu, we all know what it is, right? It's soy. So I think that like minimal processed, it is minimal carbs. It is 100% that blank canvas. And it's really up to you to make it interesting. It's not as easy as just throwing a bit of salt and pepper on it. Definitely, you have to put a bit more thought into. But 
because it is such a blank canvas, like you said, it does really take on the flavor as well. Mm -hmm. If you do a marinade, it soaks up those flavors and it tastes like it. it I fully agree. I think mm -hmm. once you can find just a large enough repertoire of tofu recipes and veggies to match, you know, mm -hmm. especially green leafy ones, low carb, they're great. Then it's fine. It is. It is a challenge at the start. We have been really open that we we are nowhere near perfect. And I think at the start, finding those meat substitutes and even just learning how to best cook tofu took mm -hmm. us a while. Yeah, definitely. Um. So just being able to find and build that repertoire of recipes so that you have enough that it's not boring, but also enough that you can just have your go-tos. You're not constantly having to check how many carbs in this. How many? You can just do your shop and pick things off the shelf and not be double checking. Once you hit that point, mm -hmm. it's so easy. It's just like regular keto. You just fall into a rhythm and it just becomes your normal routine. One of the other qualms is, is it's challenging, right? Mm -hmm. On uh, Instagram and, and on our blog, we post recipes along with what we actually are eating uh, to kind of help, you know, if you're looking for inspiration, these are great ways to get started. It's very similar in the mindset of how we built our keto plates when we were doing regular keto it's just we just changed a few things and now we've adjusted it that way so i think it can be challenging at start but regular keto was challenging at the start too yeah. because you know you're taking everything that you've ever known about how you ate or and you're changing it to i have to pay attention to these specific macros and then i have to fit everything i eat within these macros because we already had that experience of making that change on regular keto uh, making the switch to a vegan or plant-based keto wasn't very hard because we already knew the boxes that we had to fit within, mm -hmm. right? We understood how those boxes and, and how those different macros fit together. And I think that, yeah, it, it wasn't challenging making the transition for us into a plant-based vegan, but I think it was challenging for us making the transition into keto originally. I think that's a really good point of we have maybe forgotten, or I had maybe forgotten, that it did take a bit of time to get used to that original boxes, like you said, of keto and making sure everything fits. But once you have that rhythm down and just knowing, you know, it might be, this is a slightly carbier vegetable. This isn't, this is what I can add. I, I know that this lunch was carbier. Just knowing your meals a bit better, it becomes so much easier. And it's, it just becomes something that isn't something you have to spend so much time thinking about. Yeah, definitely. So I think in short, plant-based keto or vegan keto is definitely not the easiest diet in the planet. Yes, we, will, we will hold our hands <laughs> up. It takes a bit of time. It takes a bit of effort. And you probably will stumble just like we have. Maybe not quite as much, but you will stumble too um, with some meals. But it's not impossible. You can do it. It takes time to think about what you're going to eat, to plan, to get used to what products you can just buy at the supermarket and not be worried about. But once you reach that stride, it just becomes like any other diet that you would eat. It becomes second nature, it becomes routine. And the only thing after that is then making sure it's not too boring and too <laughs> repetition, too much of the same meals again and again. Yeah, definitely, I, I completely agree. So this week on Is It Worth It? Uh, we are looking at a sweets replacement that we have found. Uh, what's cool is we found them at Target, so that means that they're probably readily available across the country. Mm -hmm. um, but we've found a company called Project 7, and they make all sorts of different types of gummy bears, but the ones that we found are not only vegan, but they also are low carb, which is really, really awesome to find. Yeah, you probably have seen them. I think Target has had their chewing gums for a long time in their checkout sort of area. They do fun flavors like rainbow snow cone or mojito or birthday cake. 
you know, they obviously have gone for more of a gourmet gum mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, and I think they've always been lower sugar, you know, non-GMO, no gluten. They've always been very conscientious of what's in their products and very open about it. I think that's why they've gone for more of a gourmet market rather mm -hmm. than just gum that you pick up just because you need uh, some chewing gum. But the one that we found, they were right there next to the gums, which makes sense mm -hmm. if that's where their main like shelf. It makes sense to kind of capitalize on those same customers. Mm -hmm. But they're low sugar gummy bears. So they have two flavors. They have just regular gummy bears and they have sour gummy bears. And within those sours, they do have a bit different flavors. Ones that um, not just fruit ones. So the sour gummies have front porch lemonade, Hawaiian sunrise and watermelon wizard. And then their regular gummy bears are front porch lemonade, Hawaiian sunrise, kiwi sublime, strawberry fields, blackberry kiss and grapefruit spritz so a bit different than just your regular mm -hmm. strawberry cherry lime <laughs> yeah flavors. so definitely a bit different in the flavors obviously mm -hmm. they're going for more of a gourmet fun flavors than your standard pack of gummy bears that you might yeah. find in the candy aisle i think what's really cool about that is is the flavors are fun they're mm -hmm. enjoyable and the nice thing is is finding a sour gummy bear that's good and a regular gummy bear that's good but not only that but because they're low sugar and they're really kind of going after a specific market the carbs are pretty low. I think it's mm -hmm. it's eight carbs for a package of sour and six carbs for a package of the regular. And with our experience of these type of treats that fit within a vegan keto diet, the problem is, is yeah, eight carbs, but you get three gummy bears, right? <laughs> yeah. So I think that being that you get a full portion and they have relatively lower carbs, eight carbs is still quite a bit depending on how that fits within your macros. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you're thinking of, you know, I don't want to have a full cheat meal, but I do want to have something sweet reward myself at the end of the week or, you know, things like that. I definitely think this is a great way to go. Yeah, we have really enjoyed them. Usually we'll split a pack so we won't eat a whole package ourselves. You know, it's enough to split some of those carbs too, but just enough to feel like you've got that sweet treat. They have a really good texture. You know, sometimes with uh, low sugar or keto treats, it, it doesn't quite have that same like gummy texture mm -hmm. to it yeah. and obviously with plant-based as well taking out that gelatin sometimes that changes but they have a great texture they're chewy they um the sour ones are our favorite mm -hmm. that we have oh, had yeah. and the they're a great alternative if the smart sweets i know they have like a sour gummy version too if that's not quite yours because that flavor is a bit off so it's a good alternative to try it like we said we found them at target so i would assume they're easy to find at most targets um, and they're relatively cheap Mm -hmm. They're not too expensive. Sometimes the gourmet version can be expensive. They're not the biggest bag full of it. Yeah, but I mean, cups. we do, we are able to share a bag and that is, that meets that satisfaction of, and yeah. you know, when you're splitting a bag at eight carbs, it's four carbs a person. Yeah, it's really a drop in the bucket depending on, on your macro. So I guess the, I guess the big question is, is, is it worth it? For me, 100%. Yeah, I would agree 100%. I think that they... They have to be incorporated in, in a smart way, mm -hmm. but I think if you do incorporate them, I think that they definitely fit within the diet and they really give that normalcy of having things that you might've been used to. If, if you are transitioning into a plant-based keto, it's nice to have treats like this because it doesn't derail you. You don't have to do a full cheat day. You can have a nice snack or reward every couple of weeks and it keeps you, keeps you motivated and going. For sure. I also think treats like this, especially as we are doing this whole diet to be conscientious of our health. I think having things with less sugar, it's something that I could see even if we transition out of plant-based keto, keeping 
because it is less sugar, which I think we all know we probably need to cut down on, right? If all the studies are correct, that we're all eating more sugar than we need to. It's definitely a great alternative. It fits our macros. It's a nice treat without ruining your whole day. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Definitely worth it. So we'll move on to our favorite bit of each week, the wins, fails, and adjustments. So this week, I think our win, we were talking about this earlier, our win really is our mindset. Um, we've spoken at length the last two weeks about uh, a small change that we made, and it's made a huge difference in the shift on the scales and just the progress we're able to make. And I think what the sort of long-term effect from that is that we can now happily return to the routine of our diet and see the progress and just be in a better headspace, right? Mm -hmm. I think it really was getting to us before. If we were doing everything at the time we thought was right, obviously mm -hmm. we're eating one one product that wasn't helping, but it was really hard to stay so strict and on the on our macros when it wasn't doing anything for mm -hmm. us. If anything, we were gaining instead of losing. And so for this week, I think really that mindset of that routine isn't something that's frustrating us anymore. It's not something that we're doing everything we should and it's not producing the results. We are seeing the results. So it's it's just nice to be able to be in that routine and just be content with that routine again. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that it, it's interesting that one thing, and it's not just one thing was de was maybe derailing us from you know doing a couple walks a day, a workout, but to be derailing us as much as like we have lacks on the amount of carbs that we are taking in taking on a daily basis. And that hasn't made a difference either. So I think that it's nice because you know, sometimes you, keto is always going to be a, I hate this analogy, but a marathon over a sprint, right? Mm -hmm. It takes a little bit to get into it. And even when we first started, it took a couple weeks of understanding how the diet works and doing it correctly. And then once we really got into that rhythm, then we really started seeing that progress. And I think that this, after kind of removing peanuts from our diet and getting back into that progress of starting to see the scales really start to, to move, mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty amazing. And it, it's nice to see, you know, have that reward of the work paying off because, mm -hmm. you know, two, three weeks of doing the same routine and, and reducing, you know, really reducing and really being strict, yeah. you know, and still not seeing any movement was, it gets devastating. It really does. It, it, it it's does. hard. And then, you know, you're a couple of weeks in and you're like, but I put all this effort in and yeah. I'm not seeing anything. Is this for me? And then you start really questioning everything you've been doing. And, and that's, that, that's really tough. It is. It really is tough. And I think it would be tough with normal circumstances when you have normal life to distract you. But I think also it's doubly tough where we're all stuck indoors. We all are you know, not seeing, not back to our normal life. So I think it, it just compounds that feeling of we don't have anything else to think about. So it's it's tough for sure. So it's nice that we're in a better headspace and that it is working again. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't really have any fails. We're kind of going down this path and, and it seems to be working out really well for mm -hmm. us. I think we might make might see other things later down the road as we kind of adjust. But for right now, no major fails. I would say as for adjustments, you know, we've always talked about the idea of self-care and especially in today's, you know, craziness that is going on. Mm -hmm. I think that self-care is just as important as the correct nutrition and hitting your macros. And I think sometimes we tend to focus on two of the three, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've talked about self-care being a big one. And I think 
we kind of got laxed on the meditation side of it and we're trying to get back into you know really making sure that everything we're doing is full body full full circle mm -hmm. to make sure that you know we want to be healthy right and that that's the most important thing and i think that we kind of lost sight of the meditation side of it yeah and i think this is one that when we remember and we're doing well we remember to do the meditations mm -hmm. but as soon as we kind of are in a tougher time i think we forget to keep these consistent so i wouldn't be surprised if it's <laughs> we go through another couple weeks like the last few and and maybe it's an adjustment again in, in a few weeks to remind ourselves we need to get back into it mm -hmm. but just the couple days we've been doing it consistently the quality of sleep is much better and which just as everybody knows impacts everything if you're able to sleep mm -hmm. your day the next day goes better which in turn you get to bed at a better time like just everything if you can fix your sleep everything seems to fall into place right so it's been really nice to get back into that routine and remind ourselves that it's such an important piece, like you said, of that self-care um, piece that we all need to be thinking about. So with that, I think that's the episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that our topics on vegan keto being impossible, the Project 7 gummies, and then our wins, fails, and adjustments for the week, we hope that it's really helping and inspiring. We love putting these out. This is definitely really fun for us because mm -hmm. we get to do research on on the things that we're passionate about. If you want more information, we do have a blog at, you can find it consumeforgood.com. We also post uh, most of our stuff on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So any recipes that we come up, we always post there. And we hopefully the pictures look good. So you can find <laughs> us at Consume For Good there. Uh, and uh, you know, definitely if you think that there's something that we should talk about, feel free to reach out and let us know. Mm -hmm. we're, we're excited to kind of see where the community is going and and trying to be at the front of it. So we look forward to seeing you next week. We'll have another great episode and uh, thank you. Thank you.